Hi, this is Shane Gibson's Sales, Social Selling, and Influence Podcast. I'd like to talk a little bit today about where do we go from here. So I don't know about you, but I woke up on New Year's Day in 2021, January the 1st, and I wasn't all that fired up. I came to the realization, and my brother kind of joked, he called me from South Africa the night before, And wished me a happy 2022. And then he laughed. And you know, that's my brother's sort of dark sense of humor. And I share it. And we had a good chuckle. That we really aren't through the woods yet, so to speak. In regards to a lot of the major disruptions in the marketplace. You know, some of them have been induced by the pandemic. Others have been induced, of course, by major political and economic upheavals that have come as a result. Or coincidentally along the same time. And the marketplace has really changed. And the way we sell or have sold and lead has been impacted, I believe, permanently. So this is one of these things that when I woke up and I realized that, shoot, we're a year into this and we're probably another year or more before we get back to a place that's similar looking to the way maybe our lives were before. But I also believe that even if the opportunities are there for most of us to live our life the way we did before. Very few of us are going to, from our work life to our personal life to a whole bunch of areas. And so I want to talk about how do we make sense of this as a sales professional and, and even just as an individual. How do, I, how do I keep some sanity over the next year and also capitalize on some of the opportunities that have come as a result? So for me, One of the key pieces is to realize is that whatever personal growth I've gone through in 2020 to adapt to our, what I would call not our new reality, but temporary reality, because I believe we're in an in-between time, the thing before the thing, that I'm going to have to do the same amount of adoption in 2021. And in fact, there's been some significant shifts to the marketplace, even compared to three or four months ago, from the mental outlook, strategy and realities of what's happening. So I picked up a really great uh, study from Gartner called uh, the Gartner CSO Priorities 2021 document or study or whatever it might be. I forget it's a study, a poll, a document, but they went out to sales leaders uh, throughout the world and pulled them and said, kind of what is happening in your world right now? What's important to you? And so 49% of sales leaders, these are chief sales officers, VPs of sales, et cetera, uh, said that accelerating early pipeline and lead generation and management tactics are vital. So what does that really mean? It means that they're getting a lot of leads in, but on the front end of the pipeline, most organizations are finding it hard to move prospects beyond the consideration phase, right? And so I believe part of that is because they're coming in cold into the pipeline. I believe a lot of organizations still don't have a really great inbound marketing and thought leadership strategy at an individual and organizational level that really makes them trustworthy and engages customers earlier on in the sales cycle so they can gain favor and mind share. So that's what I think is happening. But 49% of sales leaders say, hey, I need help accelerating early pipeline and lead gen and management tactics. They also said that they have a renewed focus on new business and new markets, slightly over retaining and growing existing accounts. So what does this mean? What it means is that, you know, in 2020, we heard people say things like, well, just focus on your existing accounts and retain who you can. 
um, and really make sure you dig in with the customers that are still in business, which was true. But now the market's really changed. So who your ideal customer was in 2018 and 2019 and even part of 2020 might not be who's still in business or who's massively profiting in 2021. So we've got to reevaluate who our ideal target markets are and then readjust our strategy for going after what I believe is new opportunities for growth, new markets we might not even thought about. It might mean that you have to invent a new product or package or rebrand something in a way that's going to adapt to that market. 57% said they're partially prepared or unprepared to sell virtually to the level they previously sold traditionally. So what does that mean? They're partially or partially prepared or unprepared to sell virtually to the level previously sold traditionally. So I think what that's saying is that, hey, we are selling virtually, but we are by no means as competitive and as effective and as streamlined and well benchmarked and systemized as we were traditionally in our old sales process. So most organizations, their digital sales process is kind of tied together with duct tape and bailing wire. And I use this analogy because when I was a young guy, I got my first vehicle, it was a 53 Chevy pickup. It looked really good from the outside, beautiful new paint job. But if you opened up the hood or you, know, you looked under the seat, you found a lot of duct tape and bailing wire holding the vehicle together. And I think that's what a lot of digital sales processes look like today is that it looks good from the outside on the onset, but behind the scenes, there isn't really a well-oiled system or set of technology tools helping them out. 41% say focusing on sales enablement that supports virtual selling is vital for this year. So focusing on tools, content, and I believe a big part of sales enablement that is missing in virtual and social selling is organizations throw a new Zoom account at someone, they give them a LinkedIn Sales Navigator account, and they give them a half-day motivational training or a three-hour course on how to use all these tools and expect that their team is just going to ramp up. When the reality, it's going to take ongoing training and investment and coaching in our people with individual development plans, depending on where they're at, to make them successful at selling remotely and virtually. So these are some of the things that are, are happening right now in the marketplace. And I really do believe that you know Gartner has summarized really where people are at. Um, for me, it's a little bit of I told you so to a lot of these organizations. Uh, you know, As I mentioned, Steve Jagger and I wrote that book back in 2009 called Sociable on how sales professionals and entrepreneurs can leverage social media to succeed. And it fell on deaf ears to a large point. It was an exciting book, but only really forward-thinking organizations even wanted to talk about that a decade ago. And even up you know, in 2015, 2016, I had to debate and argue with senior executives that yes, social media, social selling, and digital selling are tools and platforms that you need to invest in now because it is the sales channel of the future. Plus, it gives you access to markets you wouldn't normally have access to through your traditional means. Fast forward today, and whether they agreed with me or not, most people have been forced, whether it's an individual salesperson or organization, to really begin to learn how to leverage these platforms. Some are doing it well, some not so well, some are just beginning, of course, to develop some momentum. But as I digress on this, the great news is you're not having to have people experiment on you. In other words, LinkedIn doesn't sort of think that maybe their platform works and they're not sure how to help you. They've got tools they've built out and perfected for years. 
Uh, a lot of awesome CRMs, Salesforce automation, prospecting platforms, lead management platforms which are proven, well-oiled, and ready. So the great news is if you want to move your organization into being really effective with digital, virtual, and social selling, whatever you want to label it, the tools, methodologies, and best practices are already there. But I believe that we still can't do this like it's a temporary band-aid. You have to fully commit to transitioning to a digital first sales culture in your organization. And a digital first sales culture also cannot exist in a bubble or in a silo. That when you talk about having a digital first sales organization, it only exists within over the long term, if you want to sustain it, within a digital first organization. An organization that convinced, convinced, commits excuse me, to being digital first from an HR, from a, from a manufacturing, uh, from a marketing uh, perspective as well. Looking at what's now happening today. So I talked about waking up January the 1st, 2021 and going, okay, we're halfway here, maybe. And we're not halfway to going back to the way things were before. We're halfway to the thing. So like I said before, we're working on the thing before the thing. <laughs> so whatever your reality is today is even if you're, you've gotten used to working from home and working remote and doing business the way you're doing, this is actually the thing before the thing. So this is, this is adapting and reacting to what's happening so that I can survive and succeed. But then there's another thing coming. Things are gonna shift even more. And so there's some subtle shifts that are already occurring. So I wanna talk about what happened in the last year and then what's gonna be happening, I believe in 2021 and beyond. It will continue because these are kind of really a true redirection versus disruption, I would call it. So in 2020, we were disrupted. Definitely in the last year, we were disrupted. So what we've gone through has been a massive disruption. We've been forced to work remote, whether we like it or not. Um, some businesses have been shuttered. Um, many businesses have. Um, I know a lot of people have had to change careers. I've got one uh, number of clients, actually, that are in the private and public education and post-secondary. And they've had a huge, almost a renaissance of people wanting to uh, change careers, educate, upskill, but part of that's because they realize that their present employment probably, you know, or their past employment's not going to go the way, but the way back the way it was before. And so we've all been disrupted and we've all made some shifts. And so this, this state of feeling disrupted and reactive is the natural state most of us have been in in the last year or so. Today, this year is a new year. We're now moving from disrupted uh, and reactive to really what I would call resilient and agile. So what we're finding is that, you know, our first lockdown or major disruption or discovery that some of our key accounts and clients we've always sold to are no longer in business or having hard times and the need to go out and find new business. At first, it was a bit of a shock and we were reactive, but then we developed resilience, the ability to change and shift our business model, our offerings and find new markets. Or as I talked about those people who realized their career may never go back the way before, they in essence retrained, reskilled and redirected to something new. And so from this perspective, I believe this is the theme for the next year 
is resilience and agility. And this is also who you're now selling to, is your customer is now more resilient and agile and less reactive, right? So I think it's an important piece that you can count on. Doesn't mean things are gonna stay the same, but people are getting better at dealing with impermanence. Now this permanent redirection I'm talking about is the fact that we go back to like how we've sold. I believe selling has now permanently been redirected to digital first. I do believe and I can't wait till I get to stand on stage again and talk to audiences of 300, 500, 800,000 people uh, at sales conferences and then hang out with them afterwards and build relationships and do the things I love to do. But that's going to be a small part of my business. I believe a lot of it's going to stay virtual. A lot of selling is going to stay virtual. A lot of customer engagement and consulting and accounting and servicing and you name it will remain remote. And so there's some permanent redact re redirection that we just have to get used to versus trying to hold our breath until things go back to the way they were because they're not. So in the last year, it's really felt like digital has replaced personal connection. Where now I have, in essence, replaced my socializing with Netflix binging. Um, I've replaced you know my outings with being a passive participant on a big Zoom meeting with 30 other people. And that really was 2020, or how we began to adapt to this sort of remote or a digital platform first life. Now, what's occurred is I believe that people are starting to learn how to use digital to actually be personal. And they're using it to connect meaningfully. And they're learning how to use these tools more effectively. And even the types of conferences and events I'm attending now online compared to even six months ago are much more engaging and are really not about how do we take what I did before in person and make it work on the internet to what works on the internet, what tools exist that can help me engage and build relationships. So that's very much like the next piece, which is where in the past, it was about traditional sales organizations augmenting the way they sell with digital. So same old sales process, funnel, talking points, but I'm gonna slap LinkedIn prospecting on the front end and in the middle, I'm gonna throw in one video call, but I'm gonna run everything else just like I always have. So that's the way digital was approached before, even social selling for most organizations. Now what we have is we realize we're remote, we're digital first, and the organizations that have succeeded in the last year were those that were already virtual sales culture driven or had the tools in place and the ability to be agile and quick to shift to that culture. I do believe that's not a temporary shift. I do believe that now that your customers have gotten used to doing business with you, now that senior executives realize they don't need to meet with their vendors in person and that actually pulling their whole team together in a Zoom meeting from all over the country versus flying them in kind of makes sense. They're going to keep it that way. So it doesn't really matter if you like to sell in person. If your customer and your senior decision maker, for instance, would prefer to buy remote or engage on your B2B e-commerce platform on your website, for instance, it's going to stay that way. So I believe that 2021 and beyond is not just about kind of having the semblance or the appearance of trying to virtually sell by putting a few tools in place, but actually from the ground up, building a virtual sales culture. And that's the future. And not like the future in 10 years from now, the future as in tomorrow and, and moving forward. We've often in the last few years, this term of sales enablement has come up. And I think it's really important to give salespeople the tools they need at each stage 
of the sales process to better engage customers, prospects, um, through content, through better training, through tools, through processes, through technology, so that it enables each step of the process with best practices, support, coaching, training, you name it. So I'm all for sales enablement, but I believe the next step is to move above and away or build on top of sales enablement. And this is really what I think moving forward we're gonna look at is customer enablement. So giving the customer the ability to self-educate on our platforms through various channels uh, and really be able to enable their buying process. So sales enablement is about enabling your salespeople to push customers through your sales process, which is great, but I believe that the best sales process is often understanding the customer's buying process and what blocks they might have in it um, or hurdles or bottlenecks and helping them move through that process effectively. And so customer enablement, I believe, is the next level we need to focus on. And that will happen through everything from really good content marketing and content campaigns to digital platforms that engage customers directly where they're now in the driver's seat as far as procuring products and services. Salespeople are there to enhance that, but not necessarily driving the process anymore for many organizations. And they want to see more and more of this evolve. In the past, we've talked about, and actually in the last year, it's cold prospecting and pitching. Number one, we're an emergency. Someone says, is cold calling dead? And my answer is, or should you cold call or use inbound marketing and social selling? And my answer is, is yes. So you should use both. But I often find that if you've got a really good online brand, solid thought leadership, good inbound marketing, um, and some strategic prospecting, where often, if we do it right, any call tends to be a warm call because so we've built the market up. We've built knowledge of who we are. We've got some thought leadership there. We've got a good brand. But if you've lost a third of your customers or the market's challenging or you need revenues tomorrow, sometimes you have to pick up the phone and cold call to get that new business. You can't wait until they discover you or they go through your inbound marketing funnel. You've got to get in front of them today. And so I think a lot of the last year has been that way. Through disruption, reaction, changes in the marketplace, we all had to get out and hustle. Now with that said, as we're moving forward, I think people have been over-prospected. I have not received more inbound pitches than I in any time in my career that I can imagine than in the last year. A lot of people out there hitting it hard to bring business in and survive. So I believe that 2021 and beyond, We've got to look at, yes, still needing to prospect and pitch, but I really believe that we need to take a mid and long-term look at how we get better at building relationships and building our brand. And so relationship building, and I could do a whole podcast on this. In fact, I probably should do that in the next couple of weeks, is relationships in selling aren't just about being likable, but actually being likable and credible and offering great insights and leading our customer. And so when I talk about relationships, it's not just they like you, but you've got a level of credibility in your area of expertise. So I believe that relationship building is about truly building an authentic online brand and enhancing your customer relationships by being truly adding value with every interaction. You want to elevate beyond a product picture to truly being a trusted advisor and resource for your customer. And because we're digital and remote, a lot of that's going to need to happen on social platforms or through digital means. And we need to equip our teams to do that. 
we've been focused a lot in the last year on getting our sales organizations and our sales leaders to move from being, you know, maybe a little bit digitally inept or not so versed in various tools and processes to getting them to become digital savvy, to understand how to use remote video tools, to leverage platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter um, and CRM and sales automation and artificial intelligence-based tools to really make them great digital sellers. So they're savvy and understand how these tools and platforms work and how to engage customers on them. So now that they understand this, the next step, and this is kind of quoting my co-author, Dr. Dennis Covier from our new book, Real Results in a Virtual Economy, is Dennis and I had a discussion the other day about moving from being just savvy with digital to having digital disciplines. So I think it's really important if you're going to succeed in this environment, you can't just know what to do and do it intuitively and do it inconsistently. You need to have daily digital disciplines around creating content, engaging customers, building processes, and following those processes on this digital first plane of selling. So these are some of the major shifts that I see moving from last year, where we were all about surviving, to this year moving into thriving and permanent redirection, where we're becoming digital first sales organizations. I think it's really important to remember though, that it's not a video game. The digital is just a tool to connect in a meaningful way with other human beings and be a human. So ideally, you want to leverage digital in a way that brings out your humanity more at scale. And from this perspective, it really does come down to that relationship and brand building and customer enablement that's really gonna give you the advantage over the long term in the marketplace compared to those people who have no brand and just hit and run cold prospect, hoping that they can kind of do the numbers, but it's not gonna work because there's so much noise out there. The only way to win, in my opinion, is to rise above that noise with authentic relationship building and good contextual outreach leveraging digital platforms. So that's my podcast for today. What I'd urge you to do is if you like what you've heard here, Dr. Dennis Covey and I have read a, re written a new book called Real Results in a Virtual Economy. You can check it out, realresultsvirtualeconomy.com. It covers a lot of what we're talking about here and more for sales leaders, brand leaders, and organizational leaders on how to truly be effective and build these digital first organizations from a leadership perspective. So that's my small pitch, but that's what I've been up to. I uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Would love your thoughts on it. Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to uh, drop another podcast in the next week, kind of part two of how we can leverage these digital platforms to really help ourselves and our sales organizations win.